Hello and welcome to Masterpiece Car Audio Theatre. I am your host, Sir Hector Stewart, and today we're going to be reviewing the audiobook Battle Royale. Battle Royale was written by Kushun Tamaki. The translator for this book was Yuji Oniki, and it was narrated by Mark Daskos. The length was 19 hours and 34 minutes. It was an unabridged audiobook published by Simon & Schuster Audio. We downloaded it from audible.com. Now, with me today in the truck, I have Menchek Majenovic, my neighbor, old man Sam, and my brother. Sorry about that. I promised mother I would give him a ride. <laughs> Don't tell them that. You know you enjoy having me in the car. <laughs> Hieronimo, I told you that you would have to keep quiet until we were on the road. Do you understand? <laughs> oh, yes, I do. I will keep quiet, but you? <laughs> we're going to have so much fun today. <laughs> Right. All right. I'm going to read the book jacket and then we'll get this car in motion. By the way, we've had a Chinook roll through town and we've gone from a bone-chilling minus 25 degrees to plus two. Everything is melting. It's wonderful. Hopefully we get a week or two of this reprieve before we drop again back down to sub-zero temperatures. Ah, here we go. Battle Royale, a high-octane thriller about senseless youth violence in a dystopian world. It is one of Japan's best-selling and most controversial novels. As part of a ruthless program by a totalitarian government, ninth-grade students are taken to a small isolated island with a map, food and various weapons. Forced to wear special collars that explode when they break a rule, they must fight each other for three days until only one winner remains. The elimination contest becomes the ultimate in must-see reality television. A Japanese pulp classic available in English-language audio for the first time, Battle Royale is a potent allegory of what it means to be young and survive in today's dog-eat-dog -dog world. The first novel by small-town journalist Kushun Tamaki, it went on to become an even more notorious film by 70-year-old director Kinji Fukushu. There we are. That was the book jacket. Let's get the vehicle on the road, and then we can talk. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> oh, so much fun. Hieronimo, I told you, you're quiet until we're actually on the road. Oh, but I thought you said if we were moving, and <laughs> we are moving for sure. <laughs> Hieronimo, nothing is this funny. It's six o'clock in the morning. Oh, I beg to differ. Changing someone's alarm, for example, is quite entertaining. When they're late for work, rushing around, they're all messed up. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> Hieronimo, sometimes I wonder where you came from. <laughs> Same place as you, old hecky. <laughs> Don't call me that. So, Hector, do you want me to put maybe an arm around his shoulder, give him a bit of a squeeze to keep him in control? I don't know if that's going to work, Menchek. He is rather deranged, I believe. <laughs> deranged! <laughs> You would be too, if you had to live with him. Have you ever seen what it's like to have an older brother who doesn't respect you? <laughs> it's brutal. It's painful. It's torture. <laughs> 
It's never been that bad, Geronimo. I was in boarding school for the first ten years of your life for crying out loud. <laughs> Those were the best years of my life. It's when you came home that things didn't go well. Geronimo, we've had this discussion and it's not to happen here on the podcast. Now, let's hear from our other guest in the car. I think you're both crazy. What? What am I doing here anyway? Well, Sam, I told you he would take you to the doctor this morning. It's a scheduled appointment. Well, okay, I suppose, but why are we talking about this stupid book again? It's just craziness. Ah, right, yes, back to the book. Battle Royale. You didn't enjoy it, Sam. So much violence. Why did they have to kill everybody? I just... I just don't understand. Fifteen-year-olds shouldn't have submachine guns and machetes and explosives. It's just not right. I tend to agree there, Sam. But it is a work of fiction and, you know, in a dystopian world, nothing makes sense. Well, I don't know what this dystopian thing is, but I'll tell you what. I tell you, I found it quite disturbing. There was so much violence and death and the scenes. They were so gory! <clears throat> there wasn't that, that much gore. I've seen worse in Russian bathos. This was meh. This was good. I like the violence, but it was not too much. It was just right for this kind of story. They were 15! Why were they killing each other? Well, it was to survive. It was them or the other one. They had no choice. Come on, you listen to the story. Although the narration was very stilted, it was good book in my opinion. Ah yes, hang on, I must take a sip of my coffee, you know what they say, the first sip of the day is the best one. Cheers to you, Michael Butler. (laughs) Continuing. Yes, the narration was a tad bit suspect. I did feel as if the narrator could have put some more life into it. It was a bit monotone. (laughs) <laughs> Mother Tone! He was dead! So dead he was eking out his last words on his deathbed! <laughs> no, the director of Iron Chef is not dead. I saw him last week. A la cuisine! <laughs> Those are reruns! This book was his deathbed confession! <laughs> Why else would he have been so flat? and monotone. I think the only thing that he was able to do was keep the name straight. (laughs) Ah, yes, those names. I had trouble keeping them straight. Homer's preferred if I had a chart. So many of them seem so similar. It was very difficult to tell the difference at times. But, you know, as the field got narrowed down, it was much easier to follow. (laughs) Oh, yes. Less victims, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, seriously, Hecky? You're so easy sometimes. (laughs) Seriously, Sir Hector, I could put him in a headlock. It would solve a lot of these problems. You know, a little squeeze here, a little push there, and no more voicing. You just try it, you big Russian bear. You'll see what happens. (laughs) I'm not all just smiles and laughs. I've got teeth. <laughs> I'm so scared. Why would you put me in a car with this guy? He's 
freaking terrifying. <laughs> oh, don't worry, Gramps. <laughs> I won't hurt you. You have done nothing to me. I have a bone to pick with him, the driver. <laughs> but he already knows. <laughs> I sure hope you're driving him to hospital. There sounds like there's something wrong inside his head. Uh, it's been like this for years, Menchek. Nobody can solve the problem. We don't really know what happened. I cracked! That's what happened! Too much stress from mother and father! You were always the perfect one, and I... I was never good enough! That's why I'm like this! <laughs> Honestly, I don't know why they wouldn't lock him up. It makes sense to me. Hmm, he's crazy. Uh, I tend to agree, Menchek. He does make family parties rather interesting, though, I have to admit. All right, let's go back to the book and stay away from my brother's psychological and mental disorders. So, Menchek, you said you enjoyed the book. Yes, I did. I liked the violence and the whole survival. There were so many victims. Oh, they start out with, what, 42 children and they each get a weapon? Hmm, that's my kind of game. I tell you what, though, I would not want to be the last one getting out of that place. Talk about being set up for a disaster. Mm, I tend to agree. I found the lack of equality in the weapons quite disturbing myself. Mm, yes, it's agreed. If I was given backpack with bowie knife and my opponent was given backpack with submachine gun, yes, I would think that was very unfair. But then, I am a man of special skills, and it would not be long before I had both weapons. Oh, yes. You men, Jake, would just come in and crack a head or two, and then you'd be in charge, wouldn't you? <laughs> Seriously, this guy, he needs help, like a pill or medication or something. <laughs> oh, just keep thinking that. <laughs> keep thinking that I'm not on medication. <laughs> I'll prove you wrong, sir. I'll prove you so wrong. <laughs> he makes zero sense. I don't even know why we're including him in this. Well, you know, he listened to the book with me as I drove him to one of our specialist appointments. You drove him for that long? Well, it is a bit far away, but, you know, that's a direct result of every other therapist wanting to stay as far away from Geronimo as possible. <laughs> They're all wusses! They got no spunk! No stay-putness! They're weak-willed! <laughs> Yes, that, and they don't like being stabbed by pens and envelope openers. Seriously, the last one cost us a lot of money to get his hand repaired. <laughs> he shouldn't have touched me! He shouldn't have come near me! That's the problem! You know the rules! My person is my person! <laughs> right, yes, of course. Anyway, as I was saying, Sam... Sam, you didn't enjoy the book. You thought it was too violent. Ah, yes, yes. Who didn't think it was too violent? What, 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 what's wrong with you? Fifteen-year-old children with guns killing each other. It was insanity. Who would want to read this sort of thing? It was, it was absolutely terrifying. 
When my grandson recommended me this book, it was based on the fact that I had enjoyed so much of that Hunger Games book series. But this was, this was nothing like it. I beg to differ. I think it was a lot like it. So much so that I think that perhaps one of them might have copied the other. Menchak, none of that has been officially proven. <laughs> well, alright then, but hey, <laughs> have you read both series? Because I certainly have. That's agreed. I did see some parallels in the story, but the violence! Ugh, decapitations and stabbings and explosions and... Oh, it's just not okay. That, that shouldn't happen. Oh, it missed the wholesome goodness that was uh, Suzanne Collins' Hunger Games. Wholesome goodness? Oh my god, that, that was a dystopian world too. Like, come on, the President Snow and the... Uh, Quiet men, Jack. We're not talking about that series of books. We're talking about this one. Battle Royale, if you will. Yes, okay. I understand, Sir Hector. We don't want to mix up reviews or confuse people. But it is very similar, you know, minus a little bit more fleshing out of the world. But then, hey, this is supposed to be taking place in Japan. Not too far place. And then with you as Westerners and me as an Easterner, none of us understand what it is to be a Japanese child. But we know what we would do if we were that age. Yes, I agree. We all remember what it was like to be 15 again. And I think the author captured this, mostly in his discussions about crushes. Because although it seems out of place for these children to be discussing who they like and didn't like, it does seem very apropos to a 15-year-old. Being led only by their instincts and emotions, that is how 15-year-old minds think. Am I not correct? Oh yes, you, the great smart one. At 15 years old, you were in a school of old boys. How would you know what it's like to have a crush? Did you like one of your teachers? Oh, Hecky, tell me, tell me, tell me. Was there a teacher you liked? Oh, <laughs> or was it another boy? <laughs> There'd be nothing wrong with that if it were true, Hieronimo. Now, sit tight and be quiet and let Menchek finish. Oh, I think I'm pretty close to done. I like the book, I like the violence, I like the characters, I did not like the narration. Anything else and I might ruin or give spoilers on book and I would not want to do that. I appreciate that, Menchek. And Sam, you didn't like the book. What did you think of the narration? I thought the narration was fairly flat as well, but I did like its voice. It was soothing and calming. It seemed to go very well with the kidney dialysis machine pumps while I sat there on my weekly trips. Uh, right, I don't think that that's a good recommendation for people who don't have medical problems like you do, Sam. Well, you know, if you don't take care of yourself, it's gonna happen to you, sonny. <laughs> oh, I don't think he's ever going to live that long, Sam. <laughs> That's giving him a lot of credit. <laughs> if you're not careful, Hieronimo, I'll open the door and throw you out at 80 kilometers an hour, and then we'll see how well you fare. <laughs> I wrote the punches, bucko. I'll be just fine. Aren't you going to ask me what I thought of the book? <laughs> I suppose that it's only fair, both to the structure of the podcast and to the riders in the vehicle, that you venture forth your opinion. Horonimo, 
the floor is yours. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, so good. Right. <laughs> I enjoyed the book. Yes, I did. Oh, yes, I did. There were so many twists and turns, and I didn't know who was going to die next. It was wonderful. <laughs> oh, the roller coaster of emotions had me gripping the edge of my seat. <laughs> oh, too bad the narrator was barely alive. I would have really appreciated someone who could have put some feeling into the lines of those children. But <laughs> the description of violence made it so acceptable. <laughs> I didn't mind the narration over the story. It was so intriguing and engrossing. <laughs> I want to play in that game, and I want you to be an opponent! <laughs> I honestly think I'm going to take out insurance against you. Gee, I sure hope Mother hasn't included you in the will. That would be a terribly bad idea. <laughs> you, always trying to cut me out of everything. I've not even done my time yet, and you're interrupting me! <laughs> you stay quiet, and let me talk, okay? It's my turn! Um, okay, what else did you have to say, Hieronimo? Nothing. I just had to get that off my chest. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised. Let's move on to the voting and get this thing over with. Mancheck, what score would you give this story? Well, Sir Hector, it was a good book. I enjoyed it, like I told you. I didn't think the narration was so good. But for story, story, I give this four out of five. You know what? No, I give this four and a half out of five. He gets extra half point for being ripped off by some American. <laughs> Please don't spit in my car, man. Check, we've had this discussion before. Ugh, sorry, Sir Hector, I apologize. But, you know, every time I say the word, man, check. Oh, yes, I understand. I will not do. Sam, what would your score be for this story? Well, I thought it was way too violent, and I told you that. I, I wouldn't give it more than a two out of five. It was absolutely terrifying. Gave me nightmares. Oh, I think the narration was the only thing that saved it for me. Geronimo. <laughs> Yes, it's your turn to vote. What would you give this story out of five? <laughs> I give it a five out of five. Five glowing stars high in the sky, beating down with their bright rays. <laughs> this book was freaking awesome. <laughs> I want another one. Why isn't there another book? <laughs> Another insane murdering rampage! Who doesn't want another one of those? <laughs> Hebronimo, if you need to see a sequel, I think that they made movies out of this one and a sequel book. Please, that's your vote. My vote for this book is a four out of five. You know, I believe that probably some things were lost in the translation. Keep in mind, this was originally written in Japanese, and we have to credit some of the writing to the translator, and not necessarily to the author. Ah, as with French, I think that there's something lost in the translation, personally. Alright, on to narration. Menchek, what could you give the director of The Iron Chef for a score in narration? 
Well, I told you, I did not really like his narration. I thought it was a bit, uh, you know, gumsy gumsa. So I'm going to give him a 3 out of 5. I think that he could have done a much better job. Uh, I expected better out of him, to be honest. He has done so many great things in the acting world. You would think that his reading would have more life to it uh, and less clinical deadness, so to speak. <laughs> yes, dead. Geronimo, it's not your turn, but now it is. Go ahead. <laughs> if you like a book read by a corpse, this one's for you. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. He wasn't that dead. <laughs> I quite enjoyed it, I'll be honest. <laughs> Oh, yes, he was all right. He pronounced the names correct. He said a couple of things quite odd, though. <laughs> That's not how I would say Tokyo. <laughs> but then again, for dramatic flair, who knows? <laughs> I think out of that I was able to gather that you enjoyed the narration. What would you give it for a score? <laughs> He'd definitely get a three out of five from me. <laughs> it was not excellent, but it was not terrible either. <laughs> right, and Sam? Well, like I said, his voice was sort of melodic and soothing, especially with the pumping sounds of the machines, so I was going to give him a four out of five. His voice kept me company for many hours while things were getting washed out. Ah, well, thank you for that, Sam. And me, myself, and I would give this narrator a three out of five. I felt that he could have done better. I expect better from an actor of his caliber, but... It is what it is, and perhaps the story made it difficult to read, hard to translate or bring it across in spoken word. I have read manuscripts before which are very difficult to get through, and make me sound like I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Only those things make you sound like you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I would bet that the red and blue flashing lights behind us have a whole other saying of what you can and cannot do efficiently, Sir Hector. <laughs> Sir Hector, this guy is getting on my nerves. Seriously, can I not put sock in his mouth and use some duct tape from the trunk? I solve this problem right away, I guarantee it. No, Menchek, no. I don't want you climbing into the back seat and having a brawl with my brother. I've seen the way he fights. He's a dirty, dirty fighter, and you don't need to do that. <laughs> You've never seen what I can do to somebody. You think I fight clean? Honestly, my mother gave me brass knuckles when I was five years old for my birthday. I am clearly not a person of scruples here. <laughs> Just try me! Just try me, you giant Russian elf! See what happens. <laughs> it won't go well for you! <laughs> I'm going to draw this insane episode to an end. So, with all of that said, we as a group would like to recommend this audiobook. Maybe not necessarily because of narration, but certainly for story. If you like dystopian worlds, and if you enjoyed The Hunger Games, we think that you'll probably enjoy this one. But be warned, it is violent and gory. But it is a horror novel after all, and horror novels are expected to be violent and gory. Narration can be overlooked. Trust us. We as a group would like to recommend this audiobook. 
not necessarily for narration, but certainly for story. It is a gory, violent story, but a good one. Very entertaining and very interesting. I think that the idea is quite original, if you get what my meaning is. From all of us here at Masterpiece Audio Theatre, I wish you a good morning and a good day. <laughs> oh yes, good morning everyone! Wake up for your day! Have a wonderful, wonderful, insane, insane day! <laughs> oh, this is so much fun! <laughs> <laughs>